Hey, what's going on? It's your girl T Hardaway. And it's Michael Bassell. And we are the Did It For The Hood yeah. podcast, man. We back one more time. And today we have a wonderful guest. He's hailing from the Bay Area. He's yeah. a phenomenal artist, lyricist, and all around hustler. Y'all give it yeah. up for Gary Jr. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Man, Gary, we appreciate you making time for us, brother. Um, So, Gary, we're going to jump right into it, man. Uh. We started like we start all our podcasts. Tell us your story. Well, I mean, I started I started making music. I um my my grandma, her husband passed away. He wasn't my biological grandfather, but he passed away and you know, she was grieving and I didn't necessarily know what grieving was, but I felt her energy shift. And so it, it made my energy shift and I was just trying to figure out how to, you know, express or how to deal with what I was feeling. And music music came to me. I had garage band on my MacBook. And I've learned how to record. Like I was rapping literally into the computer, no microphone, no nothing, just rapping into the computer. And I put some of the songs out on YouTube and the people at my school and just my friends was like, man, this is nice. Like you should you should actually think about doing it. So that was pretty much what gave me my start. And I just kind of made a few songs like that, probably made about 10 songs rapping straight into it. And I'm like, man, I have to get me some equipment. I, you know, I got to upgrade and actually try to make better songs and quality songs. So that was that was pretty much my start of jumping into the music. Okay. All right. So how, how long have you been doing it? Um, I would say this year, probably, probably be about my 12th year. I would say about my 12th year doing music. Yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a long journey. I feel like it's just starting right now, but it's been yeah. a long journey getting here. So it's been wow. about 12 years. 12 years. Okay. Yeah, Cause I graduated high school in 2013 and that was that was my senior year, and I started about my sophomore year, going into my junior year. So, yep, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a minute. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> so, who was that first person? Because I know when you first start out in anything new, sometimes it can be like it's kind of scary, or you can might be a little hesitant. So, who was that first person that was like you dope? Um, it was actually um, some of my close friends had told me like my best friend his uh he he actually plays baseball, professional baseball. His name uh, Daniel Johnson. But he kind of told me, he's like, man, bro, this hard. Like, this is hard. And, you know, with the weak ones, he'd tell me that was weak. But the first hard one, he was like, bro, that's hard. Like, mm -hmm. stay on that lane with it and do that. So it was like when he told me that coming from, you know, a close friend, it was like, oh, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm on it now. And I just kind of stayed with that lane. He said that was cool. And then I just developed over time, you know, different styles and different flows and stuff like that. Okay. Do you have any siblings? Uh, y'all have one older sister. We what seven years apart? Our older sister, yeah. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. She also in the Bay Area. Yeah, she actually she lives with me. We live together right now. So that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. So musically, I've heard your stuff. You're very lyrical, and it's it's a lot of depth to your music. So the, what are your musical influences? I would say, starting off musically, I liked um. I started out like Kanye West. Obviously, he was just like super creative and just very expressive with his music. And like, you know, any emotion, he would put it in the music. So that was like my first like creative inspiration with music. And then as I kept doing music, Nipsey Hussle, my one of my older cousins introduced me to Nipsey Hussle. I think it was the Crenshaw and Slauson tape. And that mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, put some some fire up under me and then currency. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll say Kanye West, Nipsey, currency and future probably be and then and then wale like not current wale but you know wale, oh, wale. right mm -hmm. right before mmg and then at first mm -hmm. mmg era right around there that, those was like those yeah. my favorite artists mm, okay that, uh, ain't that, that that's like a attention deficit wale yep but Tim, yeah. attention uh -huh. deficit, and i think he had uh more album about nothing more about nothing mm -hmm. all them little albums and then like 11 111 theory mixtape and all mm -hmm. that 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 piff era stuff heard that Oh, they dig that's that digging in the crazy wild life. That's that okay. early life. I like it. Yeah, man, he's hard. He's hard. He took a different direction, but even in the beginning, he was super dope. Yeah. So yeah. you said Nipsey Hustle. So I I'm watching how you hustling on the internet. So has did Nip Nipsey Hustle's um mentality or his theory about music and hustling, did that rub off on you at all? Definitely, because it, it just showed me a way of like you know, you don't have to be so traditional. You can kind of take things in your own hands and, mm -hmm. and create your own opportunities by just being yourself. And then, you know, taking 
street street knowledge that you know he learned in the streets and applied in the music so it's like you know I, you know everybody familiar with the streets in some aspect or some way so it's like me my familiarity with the streets i just kind of put it in with the music and you know just all right well if i got 100 songs in my stash i could i could break that down into five song eps or 10 song tapes and now i got 10 tapes or 20 eps so i was like okay i'm gonna break it down and distribute it like that keep some singles on the side and you know just spread everything out and just make it to where you know i could just spread it out and not be so like oh i'm doing one project and then everything else get thrown away or you know forget about everything else it's like no you kind of keep everything and utilize you know the best of the best yeah that's what's up mm -hmm. so you make sure you there's no scraps on the table yeah yeah and if it is a scrap on the table, I, I take as much as I can from that scrap and then scrap it. So if it's four or five bars in the whole scrap song, I'm going to take them four bars, put them in my notes, and then, you know what I'm saying, I'll scrap the rest. But I'm, I'm keeping something out of it. Man. I feel that. I feel and that. then you said you've been in the game for 12 years now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so what's some things that has surprised you about the industry on this journey? Um, I would say when I first, first started, it was more hard copy, you know, uh, hand to hand like I, I was hand to hand in cds and you know printing my own cds and stuff like that and then you know over time it's like straight stream internet you know some people still do sell hard copies and stuff like that but everything kind of just changed to straight streaming and like because i know like i'm i'm from like the dat piff era digital drip mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i was like that was like the beginning of the stream and stuff so just seeing it go from oh i got a cd to sell you or pass you to like all i gotta do is drop a link and everybody could go to it. It's like it just kind of made it more convenient and easier for us. So I, I kind of appreciate that aspect as far as with the music. Got you, got you. So, so since it switched over to the digital stuff, have you done more like, have you done more researching into like your business and stuff like that? Since you got so many different ways to keep track of your bread. Yeah, I definitely. Um, it's actually an artist out here. I don't know if you guys are familiar with La Russell. Like, yeah. but I, um, like I, I kind of started doing music with him and like just kind of watching his blueprint and then you know listening to his game and game that he gives me like i just kind of you know jumped into the song trust the sound exchanges the you know all the publishing and royalties because i honestly didn't know anything about that so you know once i started actually making a movement and doing something i'm like okay well there's ways to actually really get paid from this more than just this one way of streaming or this one way over here on youtube so you could actually make money off the same song four or five different times four four different ways so once i kind of learned that i'm like oh yeah i'm i'm trying to make a hundred a hundred avenues off one one song i'm trying to make you know every yeah. song 100 avenues if possible yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. what what are your goals in the industry what what are you trying to do what do you want to accomplish um i, I just want to be able to to get to a level of you know like like my message to get to a lot more people just because like, I mean, it's, it's about the music for me, but it's more so like just reaching people to just being themselves. Like, cause you know, a lot of people are, Oh, I feel like, cause he's doing this. I got to do this too. Like I've never felt like that. I've always just been myself. And I noticed like people that do listen to my music, they take that away from my music. And exactly what it is that I'm saying sometimes like they like, Oh, well he just doing what he want to do. He's being himself. So it's like, you don't have to just rap to be yourself or you don't have to play basketball you if you want to do science and major in astrology or whatever the case is like just be yourself but don't let nobody kind of tell dictate what you do or how you are just kind of be yourself and just trust your gut with it and, and go all the way with it instead of you know being um, insecure because this person is a basketball player and this person is a rapper but you really want to you know do science or you really want to be a doctor or a veterinarian or whatever the case is it's like no just be comfortable in your own skin and you know take it to the highest level and also inspire people like i just want to inspire people you know with my words as well that's dope. Mm -hmm. That's dope. I was gonna say that's not the answer I thought you was gonna give, but I appreciate that <laughs> answer though. <laughs> I appreciate that answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, you know, a lot of people are always like, man, I thought you, you know, did. It. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm definitely like more like intellectually aware and just, you know, I'm just for the people at the end of the day. Like, I'm, you know, I'm for myself too, but I'm just, I'm for myself for the people. Like, that's my bigger picture is for the people, the people around me, just inspiring people and you know, helping people out however I can. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So what what keeps you grounded? Um, I mean, I'm just I'm just now starting in music as well. So like, it's trying to just navigate a whole lot of things. So what keeps you grounded when you have to like 
navigate your schedule, na- navigate just going to the studio and the mastering and everything like that? What keeps you level-headed? For me, at the, the bottom line is like, how how bad do you want to get to where you want to go at the end of the day? Like, if you, if you really want to get there, shouldn't there's nothing that should be able to stop you or, you know, if, if them hard days. Like, for me, the hard days, it's like, I just tell myself half of the battle is just showing up. Like, you don't want to go to the studio. Man, I, uh, I got to drive 30 minutes to the studio. It's a late session. I only, ha- only could book an overnight session. Just get there. Once you get there, you're going to feel different. You're going to like, okay, well, I'm here. This is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to put that motivation back into you. So, I, at the end of the day, I just kind of like, it's it's what I really want to do at the end of the day. And I've been through so much, so many different things in my life. Like, you know, people passing away, losing friends, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, at the end of the day, music always been here for me. So I'm always showing up for my music. Solid. That's solid. That's yeah. solid. Do you think people understand the grind that comes with being a rapper? No. I feel like people, people, they see the, you know, all the, the shiny, the chains, they see the, oh, he hanging out with this other rapper or, you know, he getting the girls, whatever. It's like those same people, they they didn't put in the work. They didn't, you know what I'm saying, travel with the, the mobile studio. Because I, I know me, I travel with my mobile studio wherever I go, no matter where I'm at, I'm, I'm taking a studio with me. I'm, you know, sleepless nights. It's nights where I'm recording and I'm mm-hmm. finished recording. I shot content that I recorded the song on. I'm editing the song and the content for the song and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I just feel like people kind of just think, oh, okay, I'm gonna drop this one song, this song's gonna take off, and I'm there. But it's like, when you do that, it's like the work is just now beginning, like you just now starting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what you talked about the loss and the things that have happened in your journey, so what has been the hardest thing that you have encountered on your journey? Um, I would say the hardest thing was I lost my father in 2016. Uh, I was like 21 years old, and I kinda, you know, for, for a man, it's like, okay, you, I feel grown now. And it's like that same year I, I was grown, I lost my father. So it was like, it was it was tough. Like I had a, I had a slump. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I had a slump. I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do music and you know what I'm saying? But like, I was just telling him the music was always there for me. And it's like, man, I really want to do this. And at the end of the day, he, he wanted me to be myself and that's what I wanted to be. So kind of like that kind of, brought me back to life but just that event happening in itself it just had me kind of like uh i don't know if i really want to do this like you know because i'm at the end of the day i'm a very uh i'm a family person like i love my family and stuff so it's like that loss for me was like it kind of kind of killed me off but you know i just kind of stayed down went through my grieving stage you know i'm still grieving to this day but you know it's a little easier now but it just that was like one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with in music. And, you know, if you guys listen to my music, you probably hear a lot of me referencing my pops or, you know, my, my parents at some sort, because, you know, once that happened to me, it was like, it just put some stuff in perspective and it just made me cherish my mom more because, you know, I lost one parent already. It's like, man, I don't, you know, it was just like, a, I cherish my mom more now that I lost my dad and I, I cherish my dad for everything that he gave me and all the blessings and the knowledge he's taught me. So that kind of, was my way of getting over it and moving through it, but it was definitely, it was not easy at all. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's heavy. So what motivated you to continue on? Cause you said you went into a slump. Um, it, it was, I was really kind of just disconnected from everybody. Like my producers, like I, one of my uh, cousins on my mom's side actually lived down the street from each other at the time. He's like, man, bro, we, we got to get in. He's like, man, I know you, you know, you're not feeling it, but Mm. out of work and then one of my um my friends he probably a few years younger than me he was just he was just starting making beats he like man bro and he'd been a fan of my music since you know when i first started a few years back before that so he mm. like man let's work he's he not knowing that i'm not feeling it at all and i'm just like man pull up like just pull up like i wasn't feeling it he pulled up my cousin pulled up and they kind of one was cooking up in this room one was cooking up in this room and i'm mm-hmm. still like like uh and then I was just like, man, you know what? I heard a beat that I liked. I'm like, wait, hold on. Hey, come put some drums on this one that he doing. All right, boom, all right. And it just kind of got me back right. And I'm like, man, it just showed me like, man, you know what? Like, this is this is this was meant for me to do. Like, I can't sit and dwell and you know just be in a slump about it. Like, I gotta stand up and and do what I want to do and and you know talk about what I believe in and grieve this process through the music. And that's that's pretty much what it, it what happened. Dang, okay. All right. So, I mean, you're making music. You're dope. We, we told you that from the jump. 
are you trying to go the independent route or are you trying to be a major label guy? Um, personally, I, I want to do the independent route just because of it's, it's no, it's no limits, you know, it's no caps, it's no ceilings. You can pretty much, you know, you have control of everything that you want to do. Like if I'm like, Hey, I'm dropping two tapes today, I'm dropping two tapes today. You know what I'm saying? Or if I want to drop five mu music videos in one day, I could do that. You know, when you got a label, it's, oh, uh, well, you should drop on Friday when these people are dropping or, you know, this is the day that everything is whatever, whatever. So it's kind of like, I don't want to be under no one else's control or anybody's, uh, regulations and rules you know but if there is a, a major that could you know we could compromise a, a good deal to where it's like i I have control and you know i utilize them for that platform and that push then we could do that but as far as like you know having a you only could drop two times a year and all that like i'm not i'm not with that I, I i'm like a currency like i like to drop music if i wake up and i just made five songs i'm gonna find me some artwork mix and master it and i'm uploading mm. So you want to be able to move with the freedom that you need to move with. Exactly. Just freedom. Freedom is really everything at the end of the day. It's funny that you said currency, because when I was listening to your music, I was like, I'm getting a I'm getting I'm feeling a hint of currency in here. So he's one of your influences, right? No, for sure. Currency is like it's it just like currency feels like for me, currency feel like it, that's my family or something. Just like the way he move. And, you know, he, he be in New Orleans chilling, you know, he. He don't got to put on the flyest outfit. He throws shorts with a shirt and a bucket hat and, and call it a day and go to the studio and go perform. And, you know, he just be around the city. Like, he's just a cool dude. He's not too, uh, you know, like some major artists feel like, oh, I got to wear all my chains and I got to have on yeah. Dior this and Dior that and all that. It's like currency just by, man, I'm chilling. Whatever whatever is closest in my closet, I'm going to throw it on and that's what I'm doing for the day. And that, that's <laughs> kind of how I feel. And, you know, what he talk about, he just talk about, what he loved, which is cars, smoking, and, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, for me, I'm, I'm not into cars and stuff like that, but I just talk about what I love. And that's where I find my similarities with currency at. I feel that. I feel mm -hmm. that. So who does your production? Um, I, I got a core group of producers. I got um, my boy J-Mo. He's the one that produced the whole Damage Control EP. I don't know if you guys checked that one out, but he produced that whole Damage Control. He got, like, a smooth... Uh, swingy vibe um junior it's a young dude he's about he probably only like 16 right now but he's been producing my music for like three years he 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 got bangers like straight bangers. he started when he was 13. i think he started before that but we started working when he was 13. oh he was 13 when y'all started working he was 13 when we started working and i don't know i don't and he had he had a library of beats when I met him so I, i'm sure he'd been doing it for a long time he did a lot he did a lot of for better or worse didn't he 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 pretty oh yeah he produced he like executive produced for better or for worse like you know he had some people collab with him but that was like majority of his production like everything that you hear that's that's his style you know what I'm saying so uh JMO Junior um my cousin I was telling you guys about he go by Day Beats um trying to think of who else oh CT on it I did a little EP called Four Reasons CT on it he comes with like some nice samples like uh I don't know if you guys heard the Out the Way song on Conditioning too, but he came with that. Uh, some stuff on my on my new stuff. He got he got he's always on some of my projects, but CT got like a smooth, chill vibe with the samples and stuff. So I'll say like those four people are like my main. And then uh, recently I've been working with this dude named Don Bailey. He produced uh, he produced a lot of stuff like for La Russell, some of the people that I know out here, and then he actually just got a placement with Wiz Khalifa on a deluxe album. I forgot the name of the song, but he just got a, a placement. Him and one of his friends got a placement on that. So I've just been kind of working with him. And I, that's pretty much it, really. Okay. You sound mm -hmm. like you got some quality producers. and You sound like you have a quality camp. Yeah. Yeah, they're they pretty cool. You know, everybody kind of do their own thing. But when I need them, they, they come through for me. So that's, that's all I can ask for. That's what's up, man. So from listening to some of your stuff, it feels like you're really like in a place of growth. Yeah. It feels like you're spending a lot of time growing. You've definitely been reading something. I don't know what you've been reading, but you've definitely been reading. I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, are you in a space of growth? And I do want to know the question about, are, have you been reading and what have you been reading? Um. So I'll, to answer the first question, I'm in the, I'm in a space of growth, like, rapid growth like I, I was talking to somebody the other day I'm like 
the growth that I'm going through right now, like it's just a lot of different things going on in my life. And I'm just, ha- just, just dealing with them head first. Like, you know, if it's a uncomfortable situation or conversation, instead of me, like the old me, I'll be like, whatever. Now I'm like, what's up? Head on. Let, let's figure it out. If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. If it's going to work, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there I learned. So whether if I learned something that I didn't want to learn or I learned something that I needed to learn or whatever the case is, like I'm, I'm here for it with that. And as far as the reading, I, ha- I haven't been reading like lately. Like I used to read when I first, first started, I read like all the major books, like the Think and Go Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I used to read a lot of Robert Frost poems and stuff like that. And then I had a teacher in my in my 12th grade class. She was like my literature teacher. And she just gave me like a lot of words and stuff that I took. And I have like she gave me a library of books like Shakespeare and, you know, just like a lot of stuff. So like I, I haven't actively just opened up a book lately and read. But I also do like watch a lot of like podcasts, like old Nipsey Hustle interviews, yeah. um, some of the Larry June podcast that he that he's been a part of yeah. uh, and just just my environment really is like I, I read the environment I could say like everything that goes on around me and I see okay this is this was going on this it's a change over here it's this and like I'm sensitive to everything so it's like okay I see that happen you know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna pull a piece of that and put that into my game or you know I'm gonna put this into music or something like that so I'm just like utilize re- pretty much everything around me and what's going on like the changes in the internet with the Instagram going from picture based to movement and, and the reels and the videos and stuff like that like i just just take note of all that stuff and just kind of like store it all in and just try to implement it in what i do it's very evident man it's very evident that was the first thing i called on to when i started listening i was like oh, okay i see where he's at he's growing and then just watching the progression from the songs and the different things and the the subject matters that you choose and the way that you choose to approach them it's dope it's super Thank dope you. What is your process as far as writing? How do you go about writing your songs? So I have I have like two two ways that I go about it. Like I, I never I can never like listen to a beat and just write it and then come back the next day and record it. Like I used to do that. That was like my old process, but now it's more of a if somebody send me some beats, like I'll play a few seconds, I like, mm, skim through it. Oh yeah, that's the one. Load it up and I'll just throw the headphones on and then just say seven times out of ten, I just kind of play the beat. I'll just record whatever comes to my mind. It, it may be some BS or whatever. Like I just kind of record, 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 and then they're like, "Ooh, this these two bars go." Hold on, let me delete all this. Let me keep this two mm-hmm. bars. I say, and I feed off the two bars, and then from the two bars, like I might come up with the hook. Now I delete everything. Oh, this the hook. Boom, lay the hook, and then after that, once I lay the hook, it's like, oh, the verse. The verse could be what I just talked about. What I just ate. Whatever just happened, like the verse is going to kind of correlate to the hook, but also what I just went through or what I just did. So like that, that's that's like one of my processes. And then also I'll listen to the beat on the speakers. Like I'll load it up, listen to it on speakers, and I'll just sit there and write right there on the spot and jump straight in the booth right there. But it's just hard for me to like write something and then come back and record it because it's like I'm not feeling like that no more. So it's like Mm -hmm. how I heard it in my head when I wrote it two days ago, it's not going to be how I deliver it two days later. So Mm -hmm. I like I like to be fresh, like, you know, when it's fresh and that vibe is there, I like that feeling more than anything else. So, but I like to, I like to just kind of punch in. That's like my favorite thing to do. Cause I get like most of my best songs, like for better or for worse. Like I was, um, I had got introduced to some mushrooms. So I was doing the mushrooms and then I'll just have phones. Oh, yep. Oh, uh, oh yeah. And then I, you know, just made the whole project basically like that. So it was kind of like a new experience for me. And it just, it was fun. It's more fun. It's more fresh. And then sometimes like the words don't quite make sense when you're recording it, but when you hear it back or like months later, you're like, I said that, like, oh, that's how I was feeling, huh? Like, I, I feel that, like I for sure feel it. So it's like, sometimes you got to just get it out. And that's, that's how I just like to get it out. That's me. Instead of like storing it and holding it and polishing it and practicing it, it's like, man, you could polish it as you're recording it. Or, you know, if you record it and you don't like it right then, you know what I'm saying? You could go back in, clean it up, stuff like that. So I'd rather that way than any other way. I feel that. So when you're in the studio, do you have like, what's the vibes? Do you have like a bunch of people around? Is it just one or two in the producer? How you rock? Um, a lot of times, I just say 75% of the time is just me. Um, like I said, I got my mobile studio set up. So if, if I'm at the house, 
I might go, you know, go in the room, set everything up, boom, close the door, hit the lights, might be light a candle or something, and, and just vibe out like that. Probably put a, a like I'll turn on, like I have a laptop and I, another, I got two laptops, but I'll just turn on one laptop or the TV or something and put it on mute. And I might watch a Watch the Throne documentary, uh, Currency Day to Day, Wiz Khalifa Day to Days, and just put it on. And then I just kind of like just rock it out like that. And just, you know, I might glance at it a little bit and. Okay, take a little break. I might sit back. We just turn the beat off and in silence for about five minutes and kind of mm-hmm. deep breath, deep breath. Or I jump right back into it. So, like, I, I rarely, I'm rarely in the studio with a lot of people because for me, it's like when you're there with a lot of people, everybody want you know people in there recording this and that. And that's like, bro, y'all blocking my process. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to show off for y'all right now. Like, y'all can hear the music when it's done, but I'm not here to sit here and be. Yeah, man, come on, come to the studio. Everybody, bring a bottle. Bring, you know, what I'm saying, like, ah, that's that's not my vibe. Like, I used to try that way, but I never really made good music that way. So, kind of like me being more personal and by myself is the best, like, the best way for me. And then, as of lately, like, I, I've reached out to a couple of new producers that I didn't mention, but um, you know, it was just me and him in the studio. Like, me and him, he cook up the beat on the spot. I write as he making it. I'll record it by the time the beat is mapped out and stuff like that. But just being around a lot of people, unless unless it's a focused energy or you're getting on a song or I trust your ear or, you know, you got some kind of input on the actual song that's not, oh, that's, that's weak, bro, or, oh, that's clean. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you got some actual input, then, you know, it's always welcome. But I, I just don't like the crowd around. Like, it's just, it'd be too much for me sometimes. No, nah, that's real. Everybody got a different process. Um, So... I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to jump into your project, your latest release. I was saying before we started, I'm like, I can't even keep up with this man because I don't really know when he's going to drop another project. Because <laughs> for disclosure, I for the audience, I had listened to his latest project. Then by the time we got ready to interview Gary, another project had come out. So we had to circle <laughs> back and do more homework. I'm like, okay, I can't yep. keep up with this man. And then he said he got another project coming whenever he decides to drop that. So Let's jump in the middle before you drop another one. I got more homework. So yep. uh, the new one is Sorry Jeezy. Yeah, yeah. And you chose the thin line between love and hate couple. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> like, fire. Yeah. that's fire. Why did you why did you choose that? Um, I had I had watched that movie with a uh, with a homegirl. See, I got the sirens on if I hear that me this time. It's all good. It's all good. Um I had watched the movie. I hadn't watched it, you know, in a long time. I watched it recently, like this year, earlier this year. And then, um, like, the movie was just super funny. And then I came, I was going over, like, artworks and stuff, like, ideas. Like, was I going to do a picture or whatever? And I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to go with that, that uh, love love between or whatever, whatever the name is. I can't think right now. But I'm like, I'm going to go with that. One, I love Martin, too. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a play on the, on the Martin thing. And then kind of what I was going through was, uh, or, you know, kind of still going through was like, like female issues. So it's like, it just, it was just like the perfect, it was the perfect cover for this tape because the, the female issues, me loving Martin and me have just rewatching the video being older. It was kind of like, oh, this, this makes perfect sense. That's real. That's real. Um, you started the project out with voice messages. <laughs> And I was listening to voice messages and it's, it was a bunch of different people. One one voice in particular was saying, you know, you, you're standing in your own way, like yeah. getting in your own way. What inspired you to start the project like that? Um, so basically, like I said, with the, the female issues, I had like little female issues and, and stuff going on like that. So like I had just a, a bunch of my homegirls like, I, you know, I, I talked to them and, you know, we talked and stuff like that. And then I, in the middle of us talking, I was like, man, I got an idea. I'm like. I need y'all to, you know, send me a message, basically kind of like getting on me about just some of the stuff that I've actually done or, you know, whatever like that. Like, I just need y'all to kind of recreate this, these moments for me. And then, like you said, the last one, the one that get out your own way, like what I told her to say, like I told everybody pretty much say the same thing, but her, what she ended up saying was like, I dang near needed that anyway, but beyond what the message was that I sent out. So it was like, it kind of worked perfect. That's why I kind of put it at the end. And then like, I used that one for the promo of the actual artwork because it was like, that was the one that, that resonated the most with me because like, it wasn't nothing that I had been going through then, but it was something that I needed to hear right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was the last voice that I wanted to hear. 
before the actual, you know, before you heard music, that was the last one that I wanted them to hear. I feel that. I feel that. It was a strong way to enter. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Man. So, your um your song, King's Symphony, yeah. you talk about things in your past that you wish you did differently. So, what are those things? Um, I, I, just, I just, I would say it's more so of, like, me just wishing I was, like, more aware or more, like, like how I said, I'm more sensitive to my environment now. Like, then I just, I didn't care. Like, it was like, man, I'm going to do what I do regardless. I mean, I still feel that way, but I was blocking out some of the, the input that could have helped me grow then as opposed to now. So just, like, me just being stubborn um, and just not not necessarily listening to people or, you know, what they had to say or, like, kind of cherishing what they had to say to me. It was more of, like, you know, like I said, like, just huh, whatever, like, I'm going to go do this regardless or like, you know, hey, you know, you shouldn't be doing this because, you know, people are more experienced. Like you shouldn't be doing this. Not not with music, just in life. Like, you know, because this is going to lead to this and that. Like, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. And then years later, what they told me happened. It's like, I should have listened. You know what I'm saying? So just like stuff like that. It's not like many things like of like super regret. But I just wish some of the stuff I paid more attention to or listened more, you know what I'm saying, more to back then. I feel that. I feel that 100%. Because that's where I am right now a little bit, dog. <laughs> for real. Now, for sure, like, what I, what I would just recommend for you, like, when those people say stuff, like, you don't have to take it right then and there, but definitely, you know, put it in there, know that, like, okay. And then, you know, when stuff come up, you like, oh, so-and-so did kind of say to look out for something like this. Like, mm, okay, let me, let me go back to what they said. Oh, okay. And then just kind of, like, utilize it, like, instead of just, like, fully throwing it off or trying to use it right then and there. So you got to use it on your own terms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just clock that thing. Mm-hmm. So the song showing love. People felt like you haven't been showing them love? Like, Yeah, I would say it's crazy because it's resonating with me more now since I've dropped it than when I dropped it. Because when I, when, I, when I dropped it or, you know, up the time when I was making it, it was like, I just felt like, you know, I was – just showing everybody love. All I do is show love and, and show up for people and help people out when I can. And then somehow, some way, it came back to me like, oh, man, this dude, this, or he ain't that, or whatever. It's like, how can you hate on me? I, I don't hate on nobody at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I may not fully agree with what you got going on, but I'm not going to sit there and just blatantly talk to somebody about how much I hate you or, you know, tell you I, I hate you. Like, that's not, that's not me at the end of the day. So for me, it was like a shock factor of like, me? Like, you hate me? Like, why do these people hate me? Like, I ain't do nothing wrong. Like, all I do is show love. So it's like, you know, I had to put it in a song. And, you know, some of those, they, they probably heard it. They probably didn't. I don't know. But it's there. It's there for them. Yeah. <laughs> so where did it come from? Oh, you just No, I was going to say for the listeners, just let y'all know, we're going back and forth between his two track listings. So we got For Better or For Worse. I mean, For Better or Worse. And then, I'm sorry, Jesus. So we're asking questions about both. Y'all don't worry about it. Just listen to both of them because they both dope. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead, Mike. Where are you finna ask? Uh, I was gonna ask like, um, well, I feel like you you already answered this question, but at least how did you react to when you know people started just falling off by the wayside as you started to rise and come up? Um, I would say like I like I said a moment ago, like I feel that more now than mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and now how how I'm dealing with it. I just take it as at the end of the day, everybody can't go to where you're trying to get to. Everybody's not on the same, you know, the same wavelength. So, you know, what, you know, what new life has to come like death, not literal death, but you know, some, some stuff got to die out for, you know, the flowers to grow. You got to cut the, cut the bottom of the plant just to the top to blossom a little bit more. So like for me, I just take it like I must be doing what I'm supposed to be doing because when I wasn't doing nothing, it was like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, now that I'm the most. It's like, I don't care. Uh, so <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're going to be front row watching it, whether it's on your personal page or somebody else posted it or whoever, you're going to see the growth. And that's that's all I could that's all I could do Just be me. I think it's amazing how when ain't nothing going on, everything is so peaceful. But as soon as you start moving in the right direction, it feel like everything fall apart. <laughs> And every every time, it's not feeling resistance. Yeah, and it's like sometimes, sometimes it's like the people closest to you or the people that you know that you thought would support support you more on you. Like man, like 
what happened. Like when I wasn't doing nothing, you was my number one. Now I'm all right, whatever. Like I, I must be doing the right thing because you know it's making you feel some kind of way. It's making them feel some kind of way. I'm I must be on my way. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just how I take it now. Like I I used to be emotional and being my feelings about it. Like man, it's like I'm wasting energy. I'm wasting energy and putting it over there when I could. I got new tape coming. That's where my energy at. So just do it like that. So you got a song called Don't Deserve Me. Mm-hmm. I like that song. Yeah. So yeah. do you think people feel entitled to your success? Yeah, I, I feel like people just, you know, they want to be around for the for the good. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. they don't like I, I put in the work at the end of the day, whether somebody looking, somebody not looking, I'm I'm putting in the work regardless. You know what I'm saying? And for me, my people, whoever, but I feel like it's some people that like. They just kind of come, oh, man, you know, I've been messing with you for this and blah, 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 and, blah, blah, blah. and then, like, you know, women also, oh, man, you you acting different. And blah, blah, blah. it's like I'm, I'm putting in work now. Like, I don't got time to sit and chill and, and Netflix and watch movies all day and smoke yeah. or whatever. Like, I'm not smoking no more. I ain't smoked in 60 days. So it's like I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not going out. All the time, like if I go out, it's it's promotional, like you know what I'm saying to, to DJs and stuff like that. So it's like I don't have, I don't have that time that I was giving you when I wasn't doing nothing. I'm doing something now, you know. I'm 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 busy. So at the end of the day, either you're gonna be around. Or, this is why I tell everybody, like you either gonna be around or you're not. I can't control it. All I could do is do what I'm supposed to be doing. And if you're there when I get there, you was supposed to be here. If you're not there when I get there, you wasn't supposed to be here. And and that's that's just how it is. So, like, with the don't deserve me thing, it was just kind of like, it was more female-based. And um, it was just, like, man, I've been doing nothing but good and all this, and you giving me static and back talk and attitude and all this. Like, man, you know what? You don't even deserve me. At the end of the day, I'm taking my time from here and bringing it down here when I could just be going up even more. So, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you don't deserve me. I've been, like I said, I've been too good to you. You don't deserve this. I put the work in at the end of the day. I love that. I love that song. I played it a few times. I said, okay. My, my boy, uh, Deadstock DP on there. I didn't, I don't know why they, they didn't put the name on the feature, but it's on the track list. Shout out to my boy, Deadstock DP. That's my thought. Shout out Deadstock DP. Um, Go ahead. Well, nah, your nickname, Jeezy. Yeah. Like, is that a, that a family nickname, community nickname? Like, what would it come from? Really, the first the first person ever to call me that was my auntie. She called me that, and then over time, like I didn't even I didn't call myself that. Like, I, I, you know, I'm Gary at the end of the day. And then like my friends, like all my friends call me that. Anybody that meet me, they be like, oh, like Gary doing And then I hear my friends saying, "Jeezy, like, what? Your name Jeezy?" I'm like, man, that's what they call me. You could you could call me Jeezy, whatever you want to call me. You could call me that. But everybody, you know, community from my city, the Bay Area, they call me Jeezy. So that's that's just what I've been going by since I was little. Respect, respect. And it was really that was really my first rap name, but you know, young G. I, I was Jeezy with the G. And I'm like, man, that's too much. Like, that's too much. I got to say, that's what close. I thought at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, where? But then I was like, nah, never mind. It's a whole different thing, though. Respect. So, what made you make the fuck? Fo- oh, excuse me, F Boy interlude. <laughs> um, so that that song, um, it was a uh, the chick Lex Culture that's on the song, um. My producer, the one, my cousin I was telling you about, Day Beats, we had, uh, I came across her. This was maybe like two years ago, I want to say. And he had sent her a pack of beats. And then, so he had sent her some beats. And then she ended up sending that song back. This, like, she sent that song. That song is kind of old. That's what like, maybe, like, just say you know, at least. She had sent the song back for her own project. Like, that was an interlude for her project. And then I, I was working on this project and I was going through my cousin's beats. I'm like, man, I, I got to get him on here. And that song came up and I'm like, mm. resonated. it just resonated so much. And I'm like, I, I hit her. I'm like, man, what you doing with this song? I'm like, because I could do something with it. Like, I could do something with it. She's like, you could have it. She was like, I'm not, like, not going to use it. She's like, I'm working on some other stuff, whatever, whatever. Mm. I'm like, it <laughs> I listened to it and the original version was like, it was my part. Obviously wasn't on there, but it was like longer. It was like a, like longer, so I had to like take all the meat and potatoes and, and put it in. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just respond because like 
for me, it was like a, a self diss almost, like, you know, like, because some of the stuff she was talking about, I'm, I'm guilty of at the end of the day. So I let her run pretty much majority of the track, and I just came with, like, a light response. Like, hey, let me speak up for myself at the end of the day. You're not going to just diss me the whole song. I'm going okay. to say what I said, and then I'm going to kind of let it let it fade off. But that's how that song came about, though. That's one of my favorites, too. Yes, it's hard. One of my favorite ones. So Copilot. I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of attacking these out of order, but Copilot. It was kind of it was a celebratory song and it showed your growth as a man. Um, is that something you've been intentional about trying to like convey that in your music, showing your growth? Yeah, definitely. I um I like Copilot was like one of those those things was like I was um, you know, just like I said with the female situations, and I'm like, I'm here and there, I'm I'm all over the place, like whatever. But ultimately, like, that was like a step back of like, man, I know all that's been going on. I know you crazy. You know, I'm crazy. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and I'm I'm there, like, I, I want you to be there with me. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's other stuff going on, but I want you to be there with me when I when I take it there. And then and like at the end, that poem at the end, it was uh, uh, basically like a, you know, Working on a man that man is me, maybe the man you want, maybe the man you need, untapped potential, the man I could be. Like it was kind of like a I'm just letting you know I am working on it. Like I'm I'm getting better. You know what I'm saying? You gonna hear it from the verse to the poem, you're gonna hear the difference in where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? So the poem was just like that exclamation mark that I'm I'm actually working towards it. It may not be today or tomorrow, but I gotta move around to get to where I'm trying to be to be that person for you and for myself. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You can definitely hear the growth on the song. That's why I. Asked. That's why I want to know was it intentional? Because I'm seeing like that's one of the themes from the two projects I've listened to. You talk about your growth, and you always you're talking about like the things that you're going through and how you're overcoming them, and the, you know the things that you realize. So I think that's one of the dopest things about your music, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I I just kind of like for me, I would just say like I just want to be like that like that open book and just be more vulnerable that's what i'm learning in my music being more vulnerable it's like me not smoking for the time i've i haven't been smoking and you know i haven't been drinking and stuff like that so it's like what i what can i talk about is me growing i can't you know i I can still talk about the old smoking and drinking and all that but it's like that's not where i'm at right now like i'm at a place of growth like you said and it's that that's really all i could talk about like i said when i get in the booth i'm i'm rapping about today like i'm rapping what i was going on today so it's like if i'm growing and um you know i'm going through some over here like i'm gonna talk about it and like with my music like that's just the best way that i can express myself like i mean in conversation too but music is like the best way that i can express myself and you know people some people are scared of growth and change and it's like for me i'm shooting at you so it's like bro don't be scared of it like just embrace it because you know you're gonna get better at the end of the day it's like when you grow i mean you could grow in a bad direction too don't get me wrong, but it's like if you actively trying to grow, it's like it's only, it's only going to be positive at the end of the day. Yeah, you're putting in that self work. Yep, yep. So what's next for Gary Jr.? What what can we look out for? What you up to now? Um, right now I'm 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 pushing out a lot, a, a whole lot more content. Um, I've been trying to push out content every day. I've been shooting content you know, at least a few times a week, so I could you know be ahead of my curve as far as dropping the content um more shows more more content of the shows um just more interviews just trying to you know interact with more people just to let people know like beyond the music like the kind of person i am i'm a pretty cool person um just stuff like that more music obviously like i I got a new tape Mm -hmm. coming i got a new tape coming um in two weeks right about about two weeks we're gonna say about two weeks but yeah i got i got everything all lined up and ready to go i'm just trying to Give the people a chance. Like, you know how you say you have to double back real quick. I know people still mm-hmm. on Sorry Jeezy, so I'm trying to let it rock. Let it breathe for a second. I feel <laughs> I'm going to let it rock for a second, but at the end of the day, um, I'm about to drop some more music. Um, my YouTube channel, I've been trying to build my YouTube channel because, like, I started YouTube. I was doing, like, vlogs of me doing the music and stuff like that when I was younger, like all my old, old videos. So now I'm just trying to kind of, like, updated and keep people in tune because you know some people are only instagram some people are only youtube some people are only there so i'm just trying to make sure i touch all bases like TikToks and all that and stuff like that so i'm just trying to um just grow in that aspect as far as marketing and you know just just being out there putting my face out there more 
So, Gary, oh, I was going to say, you said you have another project coming out. Can we get the name of it? Do you know what it's called yet? Um, I, I do know what it's called. It's actually called Show Face. That's the name of the project. So, everybody listening, y'all heard it first. It's called Show Face. Uh, seven tracks, one feature on there. Okay. The that I mentioned are on there. Uh, but it's just more of like me. Cause I'm I'm a very like introverted person. Like I said, I record by myself. I don't, I don't really do too much of nothing as far as on the outside in, unless I have to or you know it's, it's promoting myself. So like this go around, I'm I'm gonna be outside more. I'm gonna be in that face more. I'm gonna be you know in those in the clubs, not necessarily clubbing, but I'm gonna be in there working. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I have uh, one of the DJs out here in the Bay Area. His name is Butter Smooth on Instagram. But he like probably the newest hottest DJ. And uh, just a quick story. And I was out at a party. I was with my boy. He's like a party promoter or whatever. And we was in a section, you know, doing our thing, having fun. And he caught the speakers on fire, just DJing. He was dropping bangers, too. Like, and he, one of the speakers caught on fire. So if you listen to, um, I think it was, I was looking for your EP. It's called Buried in My Drafts. But it's like, butter on the ones and twos, got this blazing. And he heard it. Like, I, I posted, like, some content. He heard it. He said, bro, this hard. He's like, bro, I'm going to have to put this in rotation. And, you know, he put it in rotation. And I was like, bro, I could send you the acapella of when I said that. You know, you could use it however. So, like, now that's his DJ tag. So when I go out, but on the ones and twos, got this blazing every time. So it's like when I, last time I went out, I heard it about 80 times. As he dropping, I'm like, you feel me? So I'm like, yeah, this that's just a sign for me. I got to get out. I got to show face more. And then, like, um, DJ Showheart, she's Rex Life Rogers DJ. I don't know if you guys know who Rex Life Rogers is, but it's his official DJ. Okay. She was like, man, y'all know you don't like coming outside and partying, but you have to just come out and just show face, shake some hands, and just, you know, just be around like that. That could help you for the next level of, you know, where you're trying to go. So, like, yeah. I'm just taking that advice. And, you know, that that's just kind of what I'm on right now, just showing face, shaking hands, and, and getting people more familiar with who I am. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job with the content because we caught we caught on to you. Um, we caught on to you actually on the Russell's page. Yeah. Actually, you did a freestyle, or you were yeah, in transition freestyle, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we caught on to you. So I went to the page and I saw you. You like something that I posted. I'm like, okay, well, let's double back. See if we can link and connect and do something. Oh yeah, for um, sure, for sure. And so, uh, man, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for making time for us. Oh man, thank y'all for having me, man. I, I love I love doing stuff like this. Just you know, show people another side other than just the music. Cause sometimes, like I, I even know, like just the music sometimes would be like, ah, like it's cool, like you know. But we want to know more, and we want to be, you know, we want to feel like we know this dude. So I, that's kind of what I try to do. Like even with the interviews or the content that I post, instead of just all music, I've been doing posting the interview stuff. Like even some of this stuff on here, like. When I get the video, I'm gonna chop it up and post some of this stuff, you know, for content and stuff like that. Because it's like people want to hear the regular stuff that you do, like you know, the music is the music, but they want to know, like, man, oh, well, what do you eat? What do you drink? Do you, you know, you know what I'm saying? How do you breathe? Like, you know, they just want to <laughs> stuff for you. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm trying to give, and that's like the show face. It's like more of like me doing that, and like the songs necessarily might not talk about that specifically but they're like more up tempo more like for the club for the party you know something you ride in our car you you bang that like oh yeah he's going on that like as opposed to like oh let me sit back and listen it's like oh he's going like so it's kind of like just kind of changing the dynamic and just just being versatile in my approach and you know that's that's pretty much all i could really do is just be myself at the end of the day and i'm just getting more creative and being more myself the more that i do it so it just as time goes on it just gets easier and easier so what advice would you give to an artist what what advice would you give to a new artist coming out right now what would you tell them to do i would tell them straight up first and foremost if you're serious get your own studio stuff just you know spend that bread because at the end of the day you're gonna spend just say a hundred dollars every studio session at the least and you do 10 studio sessions in a year it's a thousand dollars you put 200 more, 300 more dollars, you got a mic and interface. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you already got a laptop. So you put, you know what I'm saying, 1200 now, go get you some studio equipment. That way you can record on your own. And then over time, you'll learn how to engineer and stuff yourself, whatever. And then on top of that, just making music, just be yourself at the end of the day. Don't get in it to sound like 
this person or this person is the hottest person or, you know, pop smoke drill. I'm going to get on all drill beats or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the gangsterest gangster rapper or, you know what I'm saying? Just be yourself in the music at the end of the day. Don't let anybody dictate who you are because once you do that, it kind of compromises your, your music and then it puts you in a box of like, oh, well, he, he this is what he does. He only does this type of music. So you only be able to get people that listen to that kind of music. And, you know, that's kind of what I learned. Just just be yourself at the end of the day, because when you be yourself, it's like everybody's an individual. People like everybody for the reasons that they like them at the end of the day. So if you be yourself all the way in your music, you gonna have a, a cult following that likes you for being yourself. You know, you're not going to have fake, you know, not fake followers, but followers that didn't know you was faking. And then once you try to be yourself, they're like, oh, he weak. Why he weak now? His new stuff weak. And it's like, you trying to be yourself. I mean, just, just come out the gate being yourself, and I feel like you'll get a lot better results. That's real. And I couldn't have said it better myself. So, Gary, we're not going to hold you. Give us your socials, anything coming up, anything, dates, tour dates, whatever. Give all the, give it all to us. Right now, uh, or just follow me on Instagram, Gary Jr. with three underscores. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Spike G Real, like Spike Lee, but Spike G E E Real. Um, TikTok, honestly, let me see. What, let me double check. I think my TikTok is Gary Junior Three Underscores as well. Yeah, it is three three underscores as well. Um, YouTube channel, um, it's Illmatic Soul One. It's like an old YouTube, but that's where all my followers was, so I had to keep it. It's Illmatic Soul and the number one. Um, Coming up, I, I got some shows coming. I got a show in SAC actually on Friday. I'm performing with this this guy that I met, that my performance that I performed at uh, last weekend. So he kind of wanted to do some stuff. So I'm performing with him on Friday. Um, Where you gonna be at? You got a name? So, of- I don't I don't know the venue. That's the only okay. thing. I don't know okay. the venue, but I will post. I will post it up. Uh, and just be looking for more content. I'm, I'm coming with content every day. Actually, true. What time is? Oh, I got a few hours, but I'm dropping some new content tonight. Um, just vlogs on my YouTube. I'm I'm tapping into the YouTube shorts, all of that. So just just stay tuned. I'm you know I'm post everything on my story. So you know just stay tuned on my Instagram. That's where all my 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 latest updates are. So you follow me on the gram, you you'll see everything. All right, man. And with that, I'm T Hardaway. And I'm Michael Basil. And we are the Did It for the Hood podcast, man. Make sure y'all check back in on Tuesday every week. We're gonna have something great for you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It was a great interview. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.